All news. All for Texas. This is Texas News Radio. I'm Dennis Foley. Coming up, a San Antonio firefighter was killed in line of duty. A former Texas police officer out of jail on bond, charged with murder. I'm Clayton Neville. John Bolton, not a fan of Rudy Giuliani and his role in the Trump administration. New York's governor drops the N-word while complaining about people trying to change history by renaming Columbus Day. This is Texas News Radio from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio Fire Department mourns the loss of one of its own killed in line of duty this morning. But on this day, this department is suffering one of its worst days. Chief Charles Hood is asking for prayers for the family of firefighter Greg Garza, who was struck by a van after stumbling and falling off a fire truck just east of downtown San Antonio. This only validates how dangerous, how deadly that this job is every single day. Garza was retrieving some equipment when he stumbled and fell off the fire truck. His crew was checking out a report of smoke in the lobby of Comfort Suites on Live Oak. Elizabeth Ruiz, KTSA News. The 4th Police Department is denouncing the actions of one of its former officers charged with murder after shooting a woman to death in her family home. The arrest affidavit says Tatiana Jefferson's nephew told police his aunt had a gun in her hands as she stood in the window that Aaron Dean shot through and killed her. Dean's partner said he never saw the gun. According to the affidavit, Dean never announced himself as a police officer. Despite a murder charge, civil rights attorney Lee Merritt says the department itself should be held accountable. Former officer Dean is certainly responsible and should be held accountable, but so should the system that made a way for him. Interim Fort Worth Police Chief Ed Krause. I ask you to please do not let the actions of one officer reflect on the other 1,700. City officials say a third party will be picked later this year to look into the practices of the police department. Clayton Neville, Dallas-Fort Worth. This is Jim Ryan. Between the time that Aaron Dean yells, Put your hands up! Show me in! And the moment he fires the shot that kills Tatiana Jefferson <laughs> is about 14 one-hundredths of a second. Here it is again. Put your hands up! Show me in! <laughs> the head of the Mississippi Police Academy suggests that a video game mentality has this generation of police recruits in a shoot-first, ask-questions-later mindset. His training program now emphasizes shoot-don't-shoot simulations to break the habits born of first-person shooter games. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Meanwhile, police in South Texas have fatally shot a man who investigators say refused to drop a baseball bat and threatened officers responding to a domestic disturbance. Corpus Christi police say four officers were put on paid administrative leave following Sunday night shooting of 22-year-old Emilio Mojica. A police statement says officers responded to a call from a family member about a man with a bat and concerns that relatives weren't safe. Chief Mike Markle says officers responded located the suspect in the street and used tasers four times to try to subdue Mojica but failed. One officer opened fire after the suspect continued to threaten police with a bat. The FBI is helping the investigation. KTSA AccuWeather. Partly cloudy and not as warm tonight. Still humid with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, low 62. A couple of morning showers and a thunderstorm. Otherwise, mainly cloudy tomorrow. Breezy and cooler with a high of 71. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, the low 50 in the hill country, 57 along the Riverwalk. Sunny to partly cloudy, Thursday high 74. I'm meteorologist Carrie Schwindenhammer with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. Tonight marks a historic evening in the American electorate. This is the first time there will ever 
be 12 candidates on the same debate stage at the same time in a presidential debate. It's never happened before. Uh, so a lot of excitement about seeing that bigger crowd. Tom Steyer, the billionaire, making his uh, debut. Of course, Tulsi Gabbard, who failed to make the ABC News debate down in Houston, will be on stage tonight. A lot of uh, controversy around her, of course. So people will be watching her. Uh, and then those front runners going to be in the spotlight tonight. Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren. That's ABC's Devin Dwyer. This also marks the first public campaign appearance for Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders since he suffered a heart attack at a campaign event in Nevada at the beginning of the month. After Hunter Biden's business dealings with Ukraine and China placed him and his father Joe Biden under scrutiny from Republicans, he's finally speaking out. Hunter Biden sat down for an exclusive interview with ABC's Amy Robach, admitting that he didn't see how his business relationships could be seen by others, particularly President Donald Trump. Where's the mistake? The mistake is in the fact that by perception, I gave a hook to some very unethical people to act in illegal ways to try to do some harm to my father. That's where I made the mistake. Meanwhile, former HUD secretary and former San Antonio Mayor Julian Castro wants to make sure the moderators in tonight's debate held in Ohio, ask about housing. I've challenged the New York Times and CNN to ask a question about housing because I'm sure you all see here in Columbus that there are a lot of families that they're having to pay 50, 60, 70 percent of their income in rent. Like the rent is going through the roof. The debates come uh, just one month after the last presidential debate held in Houston. The Democrats' impeachment probe is rolling on with testimony today from another Trump administration official. The State Department's George Kent is appearing following former top Trump Russia advisor Fiona Hill's interview yesterday. A source familiar with it says Hill told lawmakers about a summer incident in which then-National Security Advisor John Bolton expressed alarm over personal Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani's activities in Ukraine, calling Giuliani a hand grenade who is going to blow everybody up. Giuliani was a key player in efforts to push Ukraine into investigating the Bidens. Hill's interview, like others in the probe, was behind closed doors. And Republicans like Michael McCall continue bashing the process. The American people should be able to watch this. Saying even most lawmakers have no idea what's happening in the hearing rooms. Sagar Magani, Washington. KTSA Money News. Bank earnings fueled a big move by the stock market. The Dow rose 237 points to 27,024. The Nasdaq gained 100 points to 8,148. And the S&P gained 29 points to 2,995. J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, and Citigroup are big earnings winners, with J.P. Morgan posting its seventh straight quarter of profit gains. The IMF is shaving its forecast for the global economy in 2019, now projecting 3% growth, the lowest reading in 11 years. Jason Brooks, CBS News. For what it's worth, I'm Brian Clark. LeBron James did not speak to reporters when the Los Angeles Lakers were in China. That's after Chinese officials canceled all press conferences in the wake of Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey's tweet supporting Hong Kong's anti-Beijing protesters. Speaking for the first time Monday about the tensions brought on by Morey's tweet, James told reporters, Yes, we all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen. Um, when you're not thinking about others and you know, you only think about yourself. James said he felt Maury was not educated on the situation in Hong Kong when he sent that tweet October 4th. So many people uh, could have been harmed, um, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so just be careful what we, what we tweet and we say and what we do. Later Monday, James tweeted he was referring to the timing of Maury's tweet, not its substance, but it reignited the controversy involving the NBA and China. Brian Clark, ABC News. 
There's a dreary global economic forecast. The International Monetary Fund predicts the world economy will grow at its weakest pace since the 2008 financial crisis. The IMF blames rising political tensions in the Mideast and the U.S.-China trade war. The forecast predicts 3% growth this year. That's down slightly from a July forecast. The IMF also says the U.S. economy will slow down with just 2.1% growth next year. That's CBS's Steve Dorsey in Washington. More than a dozen police officers have been killed in an ambush in Mexico. It occurred in the western Mexican state of Michoacan when state police officers went to issue a warrant. Police say a number of gunmen then opened fire on the officers, some using 50 caliber weapons. They also set vehicles on fire. That area of Mexico has been plagued by a spike in recent violence attributed to a rising drug cartel. A local political leader says no attack on the police will go unpunished and the search for suspects is underway. Bill Zimfer, NBC News Radio. PDEM now has a billboard near downtown San Antonio using a revered line from the Battle of the Alamo to promote its cause. The group's billboard reads, Remember the Animals, and is placed right next to a Bill Miller barbecue sign on Interstate 37 near Cesar Chavez Boulevard. It features a picture of a cow, and the line, The Battle Continues, It's Not Just Humans Who Seek Independence. Months after a tortilla shortage, a Tex-Mex chain takes another hit. A heads up from Taco Bell. You're not in some alternate chalupa-verse. The chain has recalled two 2.3 million pounds of seasoned beef from restaurants and distribution centers in 21 states. The problem? Reports of metal shavings. The USDA says there have been no reports of adverse reactions, but for now, locations in Michigan, Kentucky, Ohio, and elsewhere are not serving seasoned beef. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. This is Texas News Radio. I'm James Pledger, and the NLCS could come to a close tonight as the Washington Nationals hold a 3-0 series lead after last night's 8-1 win over the St. Louis Cardinals. They have a chance to wrap things up at home as they play Game 4 tonight in our nation's capital with first pitch set for 7:05. You can catch that game right here on your home for the Major League Baseball postseason, ESPN San Antonio, starting at 6 after the Blitz with the pregame. Washington sends Patrick Corbin to the mound while the Cards counter with Dakota Hudson. In other baseball news, Texas Rangers outfitter Hunter Pence is one of the three finalists for the 2019 American League Comeback Player of the Year after he hit 297 with 18 homers and 59 RBI this season. He'll be going against Jorge Solder of the Kansas City Royals and Lucas Giolito of the Chicago White Sox, who are the two other finalists with the winner to be announced next week. In the NFL, Dallas Cowboys defensive lineman Tyrone Crawford has been placed on the injured reserve after undergoing season-ending hip surgery. Crawford dealt with the injury since late last season and missed the entire offseason program and training camp while attempting to rehab it to make it through the season. He lasted only four games, registering a sack, two tackles for loss, and a QB hurry this season. While finally, the XFL had day one of its draft, and there are some names you might recognize, like Luis Perez, Brandon Silvers, and Aaron Murray, quarterbacks from the AAF, Running back Trey Williams and Christian Michael were both selected, as was former Aggie tight end and San Antonio commander Cam Clear. Other commanders that were selected in today's skilled position draft were running back Kenneth Farrell, wide receivers Mikhail McCann, Demarcus Ayers, and quarterback Marquise Williams. We also saw some local players get selected in the XFL skill position draft today, like former Texas Tech tight end and MacArthur Bramage, Jason Morrow, former Tech running back and Steel Knight, Justin Upton, and former OU running back and Churchill Charger, Dimitri Flowers. I'm James Pledger for ESPN San Antonio. The news never stops. 
This is Texas News Radio. Some Trump administration officials have been ignoring White House directives not to testify before congressional committees heading up the impeachment inquiry. ABC's Kate Shaw explains what that could mean. I think that the House may decide to cut its losses or to focus on one or two of these really high value, either witnesses or sets of documents, pursue those and but not hold up the rest of the impeachment inquiry while this all plays out in court. Um, because it's a kind of a, a, a waiting game at this point. And if the White House can just you know, stonewall and then slow walk, they may be able to win a short term victory just to get them through the election. Former Trump political national uh, Trump national security advisor John Bolton was so unnerved by White House efforts to pressure Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden. He called the president's personal lawyer a hand grenade. Bolton is reported to have been so alarmed about Ukraine that he alerted a lawyer, according to testimony from Fiona Hill yesterday that was quoted in several reports. Bolton also warned that Giuliani, who's emerged as the point man in the president's alleged drive to pressure Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden, is, quote, a hand grenade who's going to blow everyone up. Bolton is also said to have tried to distance himself from the Ukraine issue, saying, quote, I am not part of whatever drug deal Rudy and White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney are cooking up. Bill Rakoff, CBS News, Capitol Hill. President Donald Trump is targeting Turkey's economy in hopes of stopping the assault against the Kurdish army, who had been loyal to the United States in fighting ISIS in Syria, but Turkey's president does not seem to be phased. Turkey's President Erdogan writing in an op-ed that he considers this a national security issue given the number of refugees that have flooded into Turkey. President Trump also tweeting about those former Kurdish fighters who the U.S. has now abandoned, saying that anyone who wants to assist Syria in protecting the Kurds is good with me, whether it is Russia, China, or Napoleon Bonaparte, stressing that he would rather focus on our border with Mexico. That's ABC's Martha Raddatz. Mr. Trump and Mr. Erdogan spoke just over a week ago about the U.S. withdrawals essentially giving Turkey an opportunity to prepare to invade and attack the Kurds. A Native American group is calling on officials to slow down the renovation of the Alamo after archaeological reports showed human remains were found at the property. The Tap Pilum Coahuitecan, a nation, filed a federal lawsuit last month seeking to halt the $450 million makeover of the sacred shrine that's on track to be completed by 2024. San Antonio Express News says the group wants a say in what happens to unearthed human remains because many group members are descendants of people who live near the site. The Texas Historical Commission has filed a motion to dismiss the lawsuit. This is Texas News Radio. From ABC News, Tech Trends, a new social media platform is planning to tackle mental health. A recent study from the University of Montreal has linked depression to social media use among teens, but a new social network called iRelate is aiming to change that by creating a safe online space. Former NHL star Theo Fleury uses it himself. I see it as a, you know, a mental health app which creates a safe space and a safe environment for therapy and healing. The app does that by linking users with chat rooms specifically targeted to their mental health issue. You know, say, I'm depressed. Well, there's a room for depression. I have OCD. There's a room for OCD. Uh, I have addiction issues. There's a room for addiction issues. Flurry says feeling safe is key. It's an opportunity for me to feel safe and hopefully uh, get the answers that I need to what I'm struggling with. With Tech Trends, I'm Scott Goldberg, ABC News.
New York Governor Andrew Cuomo could be facing some controversy after he dropped the N-word in a live call-in to an Albany radio station. This comes just months after the governor's brother, Chris Cuomo, a television anchor, was caught on video in an expletive-filled tirade at the mention of Fredo from The Godfather. During this radio interview, Governor Cuomo was referencing a New York Times article and the general controversy surrounding Columbus Day. The governor noting that some immigrants were referred to as N-word, followed by a slur for Italian-Americans. He did say pardon my language before making the comment. James Flippin, NBC News Radio, New York. A charging problem has caused Harley-Davidson to idle production of its electric motorcycle. There's a short circuit in hog heaven. Harley-Davidson has temporarily stopped making live-wire electric motorcycles. Quality tests have revealed a problem with the bike's charging systems. Officials concede that electric motorcycles probably won't ever replace big heavyweight choppers and says the delay is not going to be a major problem long term. Stoppage comes as models designed to attract younger buyers and riders are rolling into showrooms this month. Gary on CBS News. NASA says the first all-female spacewalk could happen as soon as Thursday. Astronauts uh, Christina Koch and... Uh, uh, Jessica Meir were scheduled to leave the International Space Station yesterday to install new batteries. However, one of the orbiting lab's power controllers failed over the weekend. The National Retail Federation says Americans are expected to spend $2.7 billion this year on Halloween decorations. But those decorations that are meant to be harmless could do real damage to wildlife. Wildlife organizations say fake cobwebs can trap animals. Birds can get caught and damage their wings and claws. Chipmunks and other rodents can damage their paws. Halloween lights and other items that dangle also can pose problems. Wildlife officials say deer and elk can get lights, netting, clothing, and other materials stuck in their antlers. They suggest knowing the paths that animals take in your yard and not placing decorations there. They also say that if you see an animal in trouble, call Wildlife Center before intervening. I'm Mike Hempen. This is Texas News Radio. Wheel of Woe. I'm Deborah Norville with the Inside Edition Inside Report. Wheel of Fortune's never had a contestant say something like this. Talk about your family. I've been trapped in a loveless marriage for the last 12 years <laughs> to an old battle axe named Kim. Did we hear that right? She cursed my life with three stepchildren, and I have one rotten grandson. We spoke to the contestant, Blair Davis, at his home in San Diego. We've been watching the show for so long, and people typically have the... Uh, a template of how they introduce their their loved ones and i thought nah, i didn't want to do that the whole family was in on the joke it's a once in a lifetime experience and i wanted to give them a once in a lifetime introduction from the inside edition newsroom i'm deborah norville A game-winning home run in the American League Championship Series between the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees took on a special significance. Here's a fly ball into right. Back at the wall. This game is over. Houston Astro Carlos Correa made one fan especially happy with his game-winning home run Sunday night in the American League Championship Series on Fox. Last Friday, Correa and his fiancée, Daniela Rodriguez, met a cancer patient at the MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston. 16-year-old Jalen Garcia from Laredo, Texas, as is Rodriguez. Correa promised Garcia that he would hit a home run for him and then point to him. Sunday night, he did just that. Bud Mishkin, CBS News.
Billionaire Mike Bloomberg might end up running for president after all. It appears the former three-term New York City mayor is reconsidering making a run for the White House after seeing Joe Biden stumble and lose ground to Elizabeth Warren. A longtime associate of Bloomberg told CNBC, Bloomberg is in only if Biden is out. Back in March, Bloomberg announced he would not run for president because he believed it would be difficult for him to prevail in a Democratic primary. A new Quinnipiac poll shows Biden trailing Warren by three percentage points. Paul DeCastro, NBC News Radio, New York. Workers in an assisted living facility in North Carolina are in trouble with the law for letting patients fight one another. On its website, the Danby House in Winston-Salem advertises itself as a state-of-the-art assisted living center. The police say it was also a place where three workers in roles of caring for residents pitted patients against one another. A so-called fight club where police say staffers allowed and encouraged residents to fight a report by the state's Health and Human Services Department found one incident involved two patients with dementia that staffers recorded on video and posted to social media. The three care workers now facing charges of elder abuse and are due in court in November. Michelle Franzen, ABC News. Four federal prison inmates who broke out to go get uh, go on a booze run were locked back up again. Texas officials say the men escaped from the federal prison camp in Beaumont Saturday. They weren't free for very long as U.S. Marshals arrested them that same night. The men had bottles of whiskey and cell phones when they were captured near the prison about an hour east of Houston. The camp is a minimum security prison. KTSA AccuWeather. Tonight will be humid, but not as warm, with a couple of showers and even a thunderstorm in spots, low 62. Showers and a thunderstorm around tomorrow morning, then breezy and cooler in the afternoon with lingering clouds and a high of 71. Hardly cloudy tomorrow night, the low 50 in the hill country, 57 along the Riverwalk. Sunshine and patchy clouds Thursday, high 74. I'm Kerry Schwindenhammer with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. Texas News Radio is a production of 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Get news anytime online and stay connected at KTSA.com.